Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 24th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic daily.com and it has finally happened well not not that thing no 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 not 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 the other thing no 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 not 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 that not that thing it, you know it, it it was probably not the correct adjective to describe what happened but uh we do finally have some on the record comments from Rob Hennigan he gave an interview to Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel so I'll go over uh, my big takeaway from that conversation uh, I encourage everyone to go check out the interview in full on OrlandoSentinel.com. Uh, Josh does a great job and and uh, really actually, you know, I'll talk a little bit about, about uh, Rob, at least in, in, in the press. Uh, and certainly you kind of have to do a little bit of digging with him because uh, he does do a very good job staying on message and, and keeping kind of to, to the talking points that he wants. But uh, still a lot to dig in. So we'll, we'll go through uh, what I thought were the big takeaways from that conversation. Again, I highly encourage you to go to OrlandoSentinel.com and read the interview in full. We'll also preview. Also, ta- I'll also talk about a little bit about the trade deadline coming up because that is coming up, and that's obviously why this interview was was being done and it's, and what was being discussed. So I'll talk about what I see as why this trade deadline perhaps is more important than any trade deadline under the Rob Hennigan era, certainly, but perhaps in Magic history. This is a big couple of month, big couple of weeks coming up for the Magic as far as what they do in that front office. But before we get going, let's talk about Tuesday's game because it is a game day here in Orlando as the Magic play their final home game for January. They only had five, so this will be the last one. Closing out this homestand against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, The last time the Magic saw the Bulls, it wasn't pretty. It was their first of a a couple, at least, 30-point losses. They went to Chicago early in the season before they had really figured things out. They got beat up and down the floor. Um, The defense was non-existent. The offense was non-existent. Uh, This was back when the Magic were still very much a new team and and hadn't quite figured things out. And so I would honestly say, throw that game, take a piece of paper. I'm not Jim Rome, so I don't have a a piece of paper to actually crumple up here. Uh, Take that and throw it out the window. It is irrelevant. Both teams are completely different since then. I believe back then, the Bulls were the top three-point shooting team in the league. They're not that anymore. If you're coming to tonight to tonight's game at the Amway Center expecting offense, I would advise to, to keep your expectations low, although the Magic have played some good offensive games of late. Um, this is These are two teams that just don't have a lot of shooting and don't have a lot of offensive weapons to, uh, to, to really put the scores up. And then Fred Hoiberg has continued to struggle getting his offense going in the NBA, uh, his his heavy motion offense that worked really well at Iowa State has not really worked well, and, and part of that is just they just cannot space the floor. Uh, Dwayne Wade's not a great shooter. Jimmy Butler is a, a, an okay shooter. 
Rajon Rondo is essentially on the bench now, so Michael Carter-Williams starts. He's definitely not a shooter. There's a lot of guys who just do not seem to fit kind of the modern NBA, very much like the Magic, who don't have a lot of shooters themselves. Um, these, this is indicative in the stats. The, the Bulls are 29th, I believe, in field goal percentage. They're in the bottom 10 in offensive rating. The Magic are, are 29th in offensive rating right now. Uh, so these are two teams that are not going to be able to score the ball, obviously. Defense is where there's still a little bit of a difference, and that's where the Magic are going to have to be very, very careful and actually have to commit and play some defense in this game. The Magic are now a bottom 10 defense. There's no getting around that. They're 21st in the league in defensive rating. Uh, The Chicago Bulls, though, are not there, decidedly. Um, If you look at defensive rating, let me make sure I get this right. In defensive rating, the Magic are now 22nd, 106.4 points allowed per 100 possessions, Right in front of the Minnesota Timberwolves, right behind the Boston Celtics, surprisingly. Um, so that 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 that's more interesting than not. Chicago, though, is 12th in the league in defensive rating. They are a very good defensive team, and that defense has kept them in a lot of games and kept the, kept them at 500. If you were someone like me and you looked at that Bulls team and said they're not a good match, but I trust them. They have Dwayne Wade, they have Jimmy Butler. They'll be okay. This is why they'll be okay. Veterans know how to play defense and know how to kind of limit. Uh, limit their their shortcomings, and that's exactly what the Bulls do. They play pretty solid defense. They're good in and around the basket. They got good perimeter guys. They'll make life hard. And as the Magic learned in that first meeting, I said throw throw it out. Don't throw all of it out. As they learned in that first meeting, if you commit a lot of turnovers, let them get out in transition. Let I mean, the Bulls will beat you in transition. That's not what they prefer to do. They're not going to push the pace, but when they get the opportunity, they're going to take it, and they will score more often than not. Of course, the big difference offensively between these two teams is Jimmy Butler. Uh, by all accounts, Jimmy Butler deserves to be an all-star this year. He has been a scoring force. Um, he's had a couple of big games in the last month or so, in the last few weeks or so. Uh, that's the big difference. That's kind of the guy the Magic have been missing. And, and, and before you go anywhere, no, the, the Magic probably aren't going to acquire Jimmy Butler anytime soon. And you'll see why in Tuesday's game, because he is really the engine that makes them go. And the Bulls are still... In the playoff hunt, they're they're right there, a couple games out, uh, not even a couple games out. I think they're less than a game out, uh, and they're a, a tough team to, to to figure. They're a tough team to to get out because they've got these veterans. Having said all this, the Bulls are struggling a little bit right now. You take a look at their defensive rating in the last ten games. The Bulls are thirteenth, which is expected, one hundred six defensive rating. Their offense, though, has gone off a, a larger cliff than normal, 25th in the league in offensive ring. Like I said, if you're going to this game expecting offense, don't. The difference will be the defense. Whether If the Magic's defense shows up like they did Friday against Milwaukee, this is a winnable game. This is a game that, that certainly they can win and... Uh, and pick up, you know, like pick up a couple couple games on on a team that they're chasing right now, or pick up a game on a team that they're chasing right now. If the Bulls are the more dominant defensive team, if if the Magic don't play very good defense, this could be another. This won't be a route per se, but it won't be a, a game. It'll be it'll be a missed opportunity. I mean, I think this is a team. This Bulls team is ripe for the picking. I, I did a a Q and A with um. With with a uh, with a, I'm sorry I'm blanking on the name with the with the loop. Uh, let me make sure I get this name right because uh, I want to give them credit um, and and let you know where my work is showing up. Uh, but I did I did a Q and A with a Bulls blog uh, and uh, dis- and we both kind of came to the conclusion that this would be kind of a lower scoring game. I had it in the hundreds because that's kind of how the Magic end up playing these games. He had it in the high nineties. Um, it's it's 
you know, it's uh, uh, definitely a, a game that the Magic could win. Uh, and, and certainly a lot of people think they can win. Uh, and that's on the Loop Sports. Uh, so go be sure to go check that out. Um, like I said, this is a, an opportunity at, at most, um, and 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 I've, I've I've kind of been saying this generally uh, throughout um, the throughout the, these latest stretch of games. These seem like winnable games. Um, you know, the Bulls are struggling, the Bucks were struggling. Uh, looking ahead to to this weekend, the Celtics are kind of shaky right now. Um, the Raptors have been a little shaky uh, as well, and, and the Timberwolves have struggled as well. They're, these are opportunities, and those teams aren't going to just roll over and let the Magic beat them. It's about right now Orlando taking care of their business. If Orlando plays hard, plays with energy, plays with good intention on defense, um, does the you know do, do, does the things that we know they can do. And, and Friday's game is a perfect example of that. And Magic weren't perfect Friday night, but they stuck with things, stuck with their game plan, and it eventually worked out. The process got the results that they wanted. If they stick with it like that, they will have a chance to win these games coming up. I'm not saying they're going to win these games. I didn't think Milwaukee played particularly well, but. They will have a chance to win these games, and that's all you can ask for. And if you take care of yourself and take care of your own business, you have a chance to to beat these teams. These are these are winnable games that the Magic are playing right now. And we all know that Orlando needs to figure some things out and build some momentum to get back into the playoff race. Still possible. I mean, I I, I painted a kind of gloomy picture uh, last week, but you you string off a couple games, you, you get on a, on a positive stretch, and you kind of see where it takes you. It's still a long shot, but you see where it takes you. And of course. As they always say, momentum is the next day's pitcher, and so what matters is taking care of business today. If the Magic can do that, they'll have a shot at something, I guess. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. All right, on to uh, the big story in Orlando Magic Dumb, I guess we can call it that. Uh, Magic Dumb being kingdom, like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I just watched the, 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 the uh, series of unfortunate events, so I do feel like I have to explain things when I use strange terms. And and this story, as Lemony Snicket would say, is full of melancholy. And I, I, I assure you, you should turn back now before it gets too sad. If you're brave enough to continue, come with me on this journey because uh, as has happens around this time of year, right before the trade deadline, right before the All-Star break, uh, Rob Hennigan gave an interview to Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel. Again, I highly suggest you go on to orlandosentinel.com and read the entire thing. Josh does a great job. Uh, talk, uh, speaking with Rob here, um, Hennigan's not the most accessible guy. I think that is a bit of a point of frustration with fans. He's also, uh, he speaks in a lot, he speaks in, in PR points. And, and I'm not going to say I'm totally against that. I get why fans are frustrated with it. They want GMs. They want people involved with the organization to be as passionate about the team as they are. Um, they don't like, you know, they don't. The, the, I, I don't know what it is, but um, when you're successful and you do it, it's it's oh, we're protecting state secrets. You know, we, we don't want to give give too much away. When you're losing, you're and doing it, it's you know not being accessible. It's being too aloof. It's not uh, 
It's not, uh, you know, letting people into what's going on and, and giving them some hope. But, and, and, and Hennigan does tend, when he's on, well, on the record at least, he does tend to speak kind of in talking points and, and, and get his points, points across. And I do think Josh did a good job getting information out of him that we may not have otherwise gotten. The big takeaway is just like Magic fans, just like I would hope everyone within the organization, they are frustrated. He is frustrated with how this team has played to this point. They expected this team to be a defensive juggernaut, and they have not been. And it's been a point of, of frustration and, and confusion that they haven't quite been able to find the answers for. Hannigan also confirmed that they plan to be active at the trade deadline. I think this is a general line that he gives that they're exploring all opportunities and and. You know, as as cliche as that sounds, that's what you would want, I believe, a uh, a, a GM to be doing at this point, or you'd want, um, you know, a, an executive to be doing at this point, especially with a team that so clearly needs some improvement. Um, but you know, Hennigan also kind of hedged his bets a little bit. He's not going to make. I think he made it very clear um, that he's not going to do a deal just to make a deal. It's got to be something that improves the team uh, and that. They still kind of he still has some belief in this roster. He he said at one point in the interview that we've shown flashes of what we can be, and and it just hasn't been consistent. And ultimately, that inconsistency falls on me as the general manager because I put this team together. That that does matter for something. When it came came to the trade deadline, Hennigan did have this one line that I, I think was really telling. Um, yes, the Magic are going to be active in the trade deadline. And and it seemed like he specifically said they're searching for some offensive help. They're looking for guys who can create their own shot a little bit more, uh, contribute on the offensive end, and, and have a high basketball IQ. It's And and the high basketball IQ thing, I think, is generally something the Magic are, are looking for um, at, throughout throughout this whole rebuild. They, they want guys who can kind of think their way through the game. He said, though, at one point, quote, Certainly, as we've watched the season transpire, I think internally— there's room for improvement if we can harness some consistency that has evaded us over the course of the season. Getting back to our defensive roots, I think that's something that can be or potentially be addressed internally. And then I think externally, I'm not going to spill internal secrets here, some more shot making and shooting and maybe feel for the game type of qualities along our perimeter could help us. Unquote. I think that is the real telling quote from this, this whole thing. And I think it's the important lesson, or at least the important message that fans should have. Yes, as we've all known, the Magic need to make a trade. Uh, I, I think they're, I think they're, this roster needs something added to it. There's certainly some external factors, as Hennigan said, that this team is missing that, that they cannot create within the team. But I think what's really important here that, that Hennigan hints at, at least, I don't think he says it outright, but he hints at it, that we can add a new player to this roster. But that's not going to fix things. The Magic aren't going to make the playoffs, ma- you know, pun intended here, magically, because they went out and grabbed the player, uh, grabbed the player from somewhere. Unless it's, uh, and, and I think even Hennigan said this, unless it's a top end guy, and you know, Butler's been rumored to be on the market. Uh, there are a few other players that that have been rumored on the market. Um, to me, it'd be very tough to see the Magic being able to acquire one of those guys with the assets they have unless, you know, Aaron Gordon takes a leap in the next couple weeks and and, and the Magic decide to deal him, which I think most of us agree is not a good idea. So, it, it, it it would seem like Hennigan 
believes part of the team's problem is internal. That they've got to get the most out, get more out of the players that they have. And I think we can all agree that the Magic haven't quite done that. That that this team has failed to live up to even modest expectations. Um, especially on the defensive end. And so, my big takeaway from, from, from Hannigan's interview here, especially when it comes to the trade deadline, is we can make a trade and, and look to improve some parts of our team. But that isn't going to take this team to the next level alone. It's going to take the team recommitting to defensive principles and playing at a higher level on defense with more consistency defensively than they have this season. Like Rob said, like I've said throughout this thing, we know the Magic can play better on the defensive end. For whatever reason, that strong defense at the beginning of the year has just disappeared. And that's something that Hennigan would uh, Hennigan obviously would like the t- to see the team get back to. It's something they haven't been able to figure out, both he and the coaching staff. Um, and that's where the Magic are at right now, trying to find internal fixes and external fixes. They can't do both. I mean, it, it seems like they can't do both. You know, if the internal fixes are strong enough, perhaps they can get away without making a trade at this point. But certainly, I, I don't think they can make an external deal without an internal improvement, especially on the defensive end. The other, I think, interesting points, and again, I highly encourage you to go to OrlandoSentinel.com and read the full interview. There's a lot of interest. There's a lot of good stuff in there. You know, you, you know, he's gonna give the the talking points and and, and kind of the team line, and and that's okay. That's what he's there to do. That's his job. Uh, but I do think he he added some some nice things and and certainly um, some insight into into what he's thinking. Uh, Josh did. Josh Robbins did ask him uh, about his his job security. Um, and did ask him about Serge Ibaka resigning in the summer. Uh, I'll let me find. Let me scroll down here and find it. Um, sorry about this. I'm I'm doing this on the fly. He also talked about the development of Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton. He said he's encouraged by both, especially the way Alfred's played the last few weeks. Um, Aaron Gordon, he's still classified as a forward. I know that annoys everybody, uh, but this he called this a developmental opportunity. Uh, and uh, it's, you know, there's been some struggles and been some ups and downs, but he's generally looked very good on that front, or at least good enough on that front to continue um, the experiment. Uh, as far as uh, his job security, Hennigan said, quote, that's not for me to really comment on. I worry about coming to work every day and doing the best I can with the great group we have and trying to continue to push the team forward. That bit of a deflection there. But before that, he says, quote, he was asked, how much pressure do you feel from yourself and from within the organization? And he says, quote, I would say the pressure I put on myself is probably greater than any external pressure that I feel. But certainly in this type of business that's very public and a business that requires sort of zero-sum results, I absolutely feel pressure and put a lot of pressure on myself to continue to improve the team as quickly as possible. So I think the big takeaway again is don't think Rob Hennigan is sitting idly by. The thing we know about the way he runs his ship is they keep a very tight seal on the things that they talk about. 
you don't you don't see a lot of leaks to the media about rumors they're thinking about thinking about or or anything going on with the magic. They keep things very tight and closed and that's just how they operate. That's neither good nor bad. I know fans get frustrated by it because they want information and and it's our jobs as reporters to try and get information for you and decipher what that information means and I've certainly tried on some ends as well and uh, had some struggles pinning down information because the magic just don't really talk to people. They don't, they don't, at least their side, they don't talk to people. And, and, you know, that's kind of where my sourcing is right now. But I think it's very safe to say that the Magic are, they they understand and see the concerns that we all have about this team. I don't think they're very hard to see. But, and, and they're also trying to do something about it. Whether they end up pulling the trigger on a deal, and, and, and I'll repeat this, the end of January is not the time to do deals. You do deals at the trade deadline. Uh, you know, that, that Drogic deal that came out, uh, which I don't think is particularly, you know, I, I think that's more posturing from the Heat than, than the Magic actually making an offer on something. Everyone right now is kind of overvaluing their assets. There's no impetus to deal. That's going to change week to week to week to week. So it's very, it's still, it's not early in the process, but it's still too soon to say, unless you're making a panic deal. And if you're making a panic deal, that probably means you're overpaying for someone. So unless there's a, uh, unless there's a panic deal like that, it's still a little early in the process. There's still time to to try and flush things out and try and get just a little bit more. Remember, that as bad as that Tobias Harris deal was, um, it was made worse because it was made two days before the trade deadline. If you wait another couple of days, maybe something wiggles free from the trees. That's That's my only comment on that. So the timing is still out there. It's not quite ready to, to, to make a deal, but it, it does seem like... And, and you can only assume so, that the Magic are very active in understanding and recognizing of this team's weaknesses and this team's struggles and this team's frustrations. And they're right there with you. Uh, they're just not expressing their frustration uh, as loudly as we might on Twitter uh, and social media and such. But it does bring up something that I think I've talked a little bit about on, on the show already. Uh, and... Uh, talked a little bit about as far as what is next for the Orlando Magic. Regardless of the future for Rob Hennigan as as the team's as the general manager of the team, this group is at a very big crossroads. And I think Hennigan even noted that uh in his in his interview with Josh Robbins that this team is at a point where they're ready to win or start competing. At least ownership is ready to start competing in a more real way. And they've obviously put the resources in to do that. And it's always, of course, every deal is about how, are you making the team better? Is your team better today than it was before the deal that you made? That's always a big question, of course. And answering that question is also dependent on your goals. Your long-term goals and your short-term goals. This year, I think, largely, we all assumed that it was 2017 playoffs or bust. Judging by the amount of turnover on the roster, the amount of money invested in veteran players, it, it, it 
felt like, and an and, and abandoning somewhat of, of the team's core to some extent, it felt like the team was starting to cash in chips and put, put in to just make the playoffs and then figure things out from there. That's a very short-term goal. And the failure of that goal makes it harder to hit the reset button and makes it harder to shift back to long-term goals without taking a step back. And, and it doesn't seem like fans are ready to to engage in that. Some fans are. Don't don't get me wrong. There's there there are definitely two camps there who want to say tank. Let's let's go for a high lottery pick and move from there. Um, but even them, I'm I'm not sure they're ready to say. Oh, well, we'll sacrifice 2018 again. And that makes what's going to happen in the next month now because we are now officially one month away from the NBA's trade deadline on February 23rd. That makes what happens in the next month vitally important to this franchise's future. Because what they do at this year's trade deadline and the strategy they take really at this year's trade deadline and at the draft to some extent in building the team for 2018 is going to affect the roster for the next two or three years. If the Magic double down for the 2018 playoffs, they bring in a high-priced player like a Brandon Knight or Goran Dragic, and and I, and I do believe that Dragic interest is real. I, I don't believe that specific deal that Mark Stein reported um, is complete. I don't doubt that the Magic made that made an offer similar to that, but they probably asked for something else that the Heat weren't willing to give up. Um, I don't doubt that happened. But taking on a, a big contract like Goran Dragic's, that means your team is set for the next several years. That means you're going with a certain lineup for the next three, four years, without much room to grow, because Dragic is a veteran. You assume you keep Ibaka. That's you know that's another veteran. Your your team is set. There's there's no wiggle room up or down. Your your floor might be higher, but your ceiling is also lower. That's not to say the manager should tank and just just go just let the floor drop out and set the ceiling as high as they can they can think. That there, there does need to be a little bit of a pushback there, because it has been a while. But if you take on big salaries, if you take on those big salaries, you're now caught with that roster. And if that fails, then you're digging yourself deeper and deeper and deeper into the hole. So the point of all this is to say, the next move the Orlando Magic make is going to determine whether they have financial flexibility to continue to make moves and improve in the next few years? Or are they going to lock themselves into a roster, whatever that roster looks like? Are they going to lock themselves into a roster moving forward for the next several years? I mean, I you might be able to say this about any trade deadline, but Specifically at this trade deadline, with everything the Magic invested into the season and everything the Magic invested into the players on this current roster, it feels like this this whole franchise is at a big turning point. 
that this rebuild is at kind of its logical conclusion or its illogical conclusion or whatever. It's kind of at, at, at a dead end almost or fork in the road where it's got to turn in one direction or the other. And both are kind of the long way around to, to eventually winning a championship. And so that's why I think what the Magic do next, the next big transaction the Magic make, is going to be the most interesting thing that the Magic have done. Because on February 24th, or late in the evening of February 23rd, if the Magic make a deal, I'm going to be fairly certain that I can say this is what the Magic will look like for the next two years. This is what the Magic are going to be shooting for in the 2018 season. And that's a scary thought. It, it, it has to be. It's a, it's a risky thought, too. Because there's going to be risk involved, of course. And if the team doesn't make it make the right choice, everyone's going to be wishing for the rebuild again. To just get out of it and start over and move forward from there. So I would watch what the Magic do the next next few next month and see where this takes us. I mean, it's 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 going to be interesting for sure. But uh, I I think when Hen- when Hennigan says there's a l- I put a lot of pressure on myself. I don't think it's just internal self pressure. I think there's a lot of external pressure because he's gotten a lot. He's miscalculated on a lot of moves. I think, you know, he said he made calculated risks, and certainly I would agree. They made some calculated risks, and a lot of them haven't panned out. And so this next move, whether he's the GM or not in 2017, or 2017-2018, the next move is the one he's got to get absolutely right. Because with where this franchise is right now, supposedly on the precipice of the playoffs, or with the roster that they believed could make the playoffs, with a veteran-laden roster, the next move is going to determine whether they can do anything with it. Thank you again, everyone, for listening to the Locked On Magic podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I, again, highly implore you, go to OrlandoSentinel.com and check out the interview with Rob Hennigan with Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel. Does a fan, did a fantastic job with it, in my opinion. Definitely got some good information and some nuggets uh, through all the, you know, through all the speed, through all the 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 uh, uh, talking points that that Hennigan got through, and certainly, uh, he, I mean, Hennigan Hennigan's good at his job talking to the press. Uh, I'll, I'll give him that as far as uh, as far as that goes, uh, staying on message at least. Uh, also, uh, from everyone here, at, from I guess I'm everyone, but from Locked On Magic, I want to congratulate uh, Brian Schmitz on a fantastic career with the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, he announced his retirement on Twitter. Earlier on, to on Monday, uh, so I want to wish him a very, very uh, happy retirement. Well deserved, a, a great career. Uh, I, I, yeah, I know people have some issues with Schmitz um, as as maybe a columnist, but I grew up reading him uh, as uh, as a, as a kid. Um, so I, I would not be writing today if it wasn't for what I read in the Sentinel every morning, both good and you know for. For all for all that it's worth, uh, so I want to thank personally Brian Schmitz for for being uh, being an influential writer in my life and and uh, 
helping me in whatever way he could help me uh, as as a you know elementary school kid, as an elementary school kid a middle school kid uh, you know trying to learn what journalism is and and trying to follow the magic too. I mean back then I actually would bring the newspaper with me to school and read it in the car before I went to school and and a physical newspaper. I know it's strange. Um, and, and Brian's byline was, was always there under the, under every magic story that I read. And so, uh, I want to, I want to thank him, uh, uh, publicly and I'll probably thank him personally when, uh, I see him next. Uh, so, uh, congratulations on a, a fantastic career in Orlando. Uh, I, I won't hold the fact that you went to Iowa against you, uh, Brian. Um, with that said, you can always follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as on Facebook. Give us a like at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at Omagic Daily. Appreciate all the comments on the show. If you have any questions that you want answered on the show, we do do our mini mailbags on Friday. Uh, you can do you can uh, hashtag Locked On Magic uh, for to, to submit your questions for the mini mailbag. You can also email us at Omagic Daily with any questions, comments, reviews, complaints. Uh, kudos, uh, advertising inquiries, anything like that, you can send us an email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. And of course, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audio, Stitcher, and tune in. That'll do it for today's show. We'll see you all tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.